On this edition of the Seacoast Forum, Bill Taylor and I are going to explore something, a topic that we brought up in the last program. Uh, we teased it, and uh, Bill, I think this is going to be a, an interesting uh, topic. AARP Magazine, and it came out, I guess, in the December issue, and uh, it was Ringo Starr on the cover. And I have to admit, I, I wasn't going to read the magazine. I usually leave it on the coffee table, and that's where it goes for a month, and then the new one replaces it. But I thought, you know, let me just take a peek. And so I looked at Ringo's article, and then right underneath on the cover, it says, Music and Memory, Can the Songs of Your Youth Help Protect Our Brains? And that just, you know, I said, whoa, that, that, there you go. That's, that's a topic for the two of us in particular. <laughs> I'm not quite old enough to be there yet. I think you can qualify at 25 now. <laughs> <laughs> the article, the article is fascinating, and uh, it is written it is. by. I want to credit the fellow John Colopinto, and it's it's the topic: the extraordinary world of music and the mind. And it is a very thorough article uh, about how different people have found music has actually helped folks that are suffering from Alzheimer's, dementia, and just sometimes from being in a bad mood. And it starts off with the example of a, of a uh, musician that was playing in the subways in New York and just happened to play the tune, Hey Jude, and all of a sudden the people in the subway station started singing along with the song, Hey Jude. <laughs> They took a sad song and made it better, you know? If you've watched the television lately, there's a commercial where a girl gets out of, obviously a high school age girl, gets out of school and is picked up by her parents and grandparents. And she gets in the car and immediately puts her headphones on and doesn't interact with anyone. You know, like she's put out or embarrassed by the fact that she's been picked up by her parents and grandparents. Mm-hmm. Well, they start down the road, and a song comes on, and the husband is driving, and he starts singing. And all of a sudden, the wife starts singing, and the grandparents start singing. And the girl takes her headphones off, and she says, Really? And then all of a sudden, she starts smiling, and it has changed her mood from being antagonistic to happy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Perfect example of what you just said. Yeah, yeah. And and they show how some of these folks go into uh, different facilities, and uh, some are retirement communities, and uh, some are, are... facilities where uh, folks are, are suffering from dementia or an Alzheimer's. And uh, this uh, one lady goes in and uh, music therapy is her specialty. So she goes in with a guitar and, and plays what we would consider oldies but goodies, but some of the old classic American songbook songs mm-hmm. uh, just to get reactions. And some of these folks that haven't spoken in, in months or years, all of a sudden come out, and, and start singing the lyrics of the songs that she's performing. Uh, they, they showed a couple of examples here. Uh, like one was Let Me Call You Sweetheart. That's an oldie, 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 but a goodie, but a standard. Uh, 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 catch a Falling Star, Blue Moon, You Are My Sunshine. Just 
simple tunes that bring something out of, of these folks and they, and they join in. And, uh, another lady, she plays uh, accordion. She'll go into some of these facilities. And again, when she starts playing, some of these patients all of a sudden lock into what she's doing. And some, they said one person started dancing, you know, and, and singing along with the tune who had been just sitting basically in a chair for weeks on end. So just there's something about music that does have an effect on our, our mental capacity, one way, shape, or form. Um, I wanted to ask you, now we've talked about all these goodies, and I use that phrase because anything, say, from the 80s back uh, are classics. We'll call them classics. Let's do it that way. Um, are there tunes... When you hear them, they'll lock you in. What, anything like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, all the time. Uh, specific example, uh, California Dreamin'. Oh, yeah. By the Mamas and Papas. Mm-hmm. And not that I've ever been, I've ever dreamt of going to California or that I've ever been there. But <clears throat> I just remember I was riding. I was in high school, and I heard that song as I was driving to a girlfriend's house. And, you know, I started singing it, and it was—it just seemed very poignant at the time because it was a night like last night where it was, you know, cold, it was a wind chill, there was snow on the ground. And I'm I'm driving to her house, and I'm going California dreaming <laughs> on such a winter's day, and uh-huh. I'm, I was just singing right along with the song. That's a perfect example of that. I can remember when that song was a big hit. I was staying with a family, some friends down in Falmouth on the Cape, and they had bought a brand new stereo. And uh, that was on an FM radio station down there on the Cape, and they cranked it up. And so that, see, there, it kind of falls into what we're talking about. It, it's a memory that, that I, I, I take, it takes me back to Falmouth, let's put it that way. I can right. remember a specific place and time, basically, that, that a tune. Uh, I'll t- here's another example. Uh, drive-in movie theaters. Kids don't even know what those are now. Uh, but believe it or not, there used to be, places where you could go and watch a movie outdoors <laughs> in the evening during the summer. Around here in New England, it strictly was probably from late April till about first part of October, and most of the theaters around here closed up. But you'd sit out there, and they had a speaker that you put on the edge of your windowsill and would listen to the soundtrack for the movie. But before and between features, they used to have entertainment and uh, usually it was a pre-recorded program, and, and I remember specifically it was the Seacoast Movie Theater right here on Route One in Northampton, and uh, they were it was Coca-Cola was featuring Roy Orbison, and that was my first experience with Roy Orbison and all of his classic hits. And from that point on, I was sold on Roy Orbison. I was probably around maybe seven or eight years old then. So just that you know things like that, I guess, are what this article brought to my mind you know th- certain music brings out emotions uh memories or any type of music that that uh, 
brings you to a vacation you may have taken or something like that? Actually, I have an, another perfect example. We were at the Cape. We were staying in a campground in, uh, I think it was either Wellfleet or Truro. I don't, it was right on the border. And uh, it was my wife, my best friend, and his wife, and another good friend. So there were five of us. And we had our tents all set up together. We had a site that was large enough for all of us. And we were sitting there having a few adult beverages and listening to the radio. And a song came on. And I go, geez, this is a really good song. I had never heard it before. And what it was, was the Doobie Brothers doing Jesus is just all right. Mm -hmm. And it, it just... All five of us were sitting there, you know, mm -hmm. swaying along to the music and going, boy, that's a great song. Mm -hmm. I hope they play it again. And sure enough, later on, they played it again. And it was just a really good song. And I always associate that song now with uh, being at the campground. You know, one genre of music that, that has always been special to me and has a lot of memories attached to it, are classic instrumental tunes. And I'm not talking classical music. I'm talking about classic oldies, okay? Uh, April School Vacation was a big one for me because we had West Ohio where my grandparents were. You know, we had about, um, about a 12, 14-hour ride if we went straight through. And my dad, I used to be the co-pilot, and I'd ride shotgun, and I'd get to be in charge of the radio. The one thing was there were certain certain tunes he would drive him crazy. He he was he, he liked all types of music, but one one tune in particular used to drive him crazy, and that was Honey by Bobby Goldsboro. <laughs> that, that's enough to drive a lot of people crazy. <laughs> and, and, the, and the year we were, that year that, that came out was a big hit. It seemed like it was everywhere. You, he, he would make me tune, right. you know, change the channel. Just In those days, it was AM radio, too. FM was just in its infancy. Um, so we, we, you know, be swapping the dial. Usually we'd start with WBZ in Boston and work our way West, uh, to some of the other powerhouse stations, uh, instrumental music. And some of the, some of the, uh, big memories I have from those trips to Ohio and, and you'll love some of these tunes, uh, you're familiar with them, uh, Wonderland by Night, Burt Camfort. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great uh, tune. Stranger on the Shore by Acker Bilk. Acker Bilk. Yeah, uh, you got the summer place theme of summer place or from uh, summer place. Percy Fate. Yeah, I mean these 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 things. I remember being part of that trip, and also Honey by Bobby Goldsboro. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the thing I will say about that song, and it's you know Bobby Goldsboro, great artist, had a lot of he great did. songs. Mm, that did. one in particular was kind of cloying. I mean, it, it, you know, it was sappy, mm -hmm. but, and I don't, you know, I know there are people that love that song, but the thing about that song is it appealed to so many demographics on the radio. Yeah, so right. it was a top 100 hit. So the, the stations that played top 100s mm -hmm. would play it. Mm-hmm. Bobby Goldsboro was accepted by the country artists, mm -hmm. 
so it could be played on country radio. Right. Uh, you know, it was for the the people who didn't like rock and roll but played easy listening music. That was acceptable there too. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It, it didn't matter where you changed the channel; you would hear that song. As we were talking about music and memory, specifically the effect of music on the memory. Um, and in this article we referred to in the AARP magazine, uh, the fascinating capper point is Tony Bennett, who had Alzheimer's disease, and basically he could get up and sing his tunes to perfection, but as his wife would say, and it's in the article, he really didn't even know where he was or, or how to do the normal things of life. Uh, but when mm. the, his pianist would start whatever the tune was, he was there. And a good example is that concert he did with Lady Gaga just uh, months before he died. I read the same article. It was heartbreaking, but, you know, it was fascinating. Yeah. Because and Tony Bennett was someone who sang pretty much every day. His pianist would come in and he would sing to keep his voice strong mm-hmm. and sharp. Mm-hmm. It was very, very fascinating. And and fascinating also that he did a couple of albums with Lady Gaga, and uh, prior to his really getting into the depths of, of his Alzheimer's, but somehow she was able to help him to, you know, be part of that of that special and uh, that concert. And uh, right. you wouldn't you wouldn't have known really. I mean, yeah, you could see little little things that were off. But he he once he was on that stage with the bright lights on him and that piano and and his little quartet behind him, he he, he was back on 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 the beam again. You know, it's uh, I'm going to give you another example uh, besides Tony Bennett, and this wasn't written about, but we happened we were. I am a big Johnny Cash fan, as is my wife, and we would, and my son, and we would go see Johnny Cash when he was in the area. Well, we saw him once outside of Worcester, outside, and he, that was, but as time went on, we saw him again up in Guilford, and he was really good, and his voice was strong. But what happened was he forgot what he had already sang. And after, you know, I forget what the song was, but he sang three or four songs. And then all of a sudden he went back and sang a song again for the second time. And with all the intros and all the, the things at the end and nobody... June Carter actually went up to him after he was finished and talked to him. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's an example of an artist who, like Tony Bennett, could still perform. And his concert was fabulous that night. Yeah, and But he had, you know, he was losing some of his mental sharpness. And, and it's sad. Yeah, that was one of the artists I 
I had a chance to see and I didn't get a chance to see uh, when I was working in country radio up in Augusta, Maine. Um, matter of fact, a sidebar on that one, up in Augusta, when he was there, they had a blizzard and everybody figured concert was going to be canceled. And as it turned out, he went out and did the show that night for probably uh, 200, 300 people that actually you know, made it through that snowstorm, the nor'easter up in Augusta, Maine, to see Johnny Cash. And he put on the show for him. He did the whole Johnny Cash show. And, uh, you know, he, he was he was he was part of the music scene right until the very end. I have to tell you, my favorite Johnny Cash era, I had my parents had bought a couple of his son's singles. And I'll tell you, I must have played those nine million times. Yes, things happen that way. Mm -hmm. I just thought that that was just a great killer song. And I used to listen to that over and over and over again. I'm going to put you on the spot. If you had three songs that, that really uh, bring good memories to you or, or bring memories to you. Well, uh, you know, my parents, I kind of, over time, kind of grabbed the 45s and I'd be downstairs, uh, you know, rather than doing something at night, I'd be listening to the 45s for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, I already mentioned the Johnny Cash. How about Perez Prado mm. and Patricia? Mm-hmm. You remember that instrumental? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a great instrumental. Yeah, I mean that was that was a biggie. And then uh, the King, listening to Elvis mm. do Jailhouse Rock and the flip side, which I don't remember off the time. I think it was treat me nice but oh it you know just listening to those over and over and over again yes it's it's amazing like music again i'll stick with instrumentals um herb alpert over the 60s in particular when when he was red hot um you know just bring back good memories of, of certain times certain places uh oh the lonely bull oh yeah what yeah. a great song. Yeah. For some reason, for me, it, it seems like a matter of fact, years ago I made a mixtape, uh, and it was mostly, or not all, instrumental music. I just, I was a big fan of instrumentals. I think Reader's Digest used to put out these uh, collections of greatest mm-hmm. whatever, and they had the greatest instrumentals of all times by the original artist. And I played the. Th- the, the thing into the ground. I mean, I loved listening to that. Those, those, uh, classics, uh, midnight at Moscow with Kenny ball, <laughs> Kenny ball and his jazz orchestra. That's right. Yes. I mean, when again, back to Bert Camford, uh, at Christmas time, uh, you don't hear it much anymore, but, uh, he did a great Christmas album. One of my all time favorites, um, country artists, uh, when I was in country radio, Chet Atkins, oh, uh, Floyd Kramer, uh, Jerry oh, Reed. Uh, I'm yeah. thinking back some of the classics. I mean, how many times have I we listened to Last Date by Floyd Kramer? Yeah. Or Flip Flop and Bop. Yeah. How yeah. about that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's another I mean, great Floyd Kramer instrumental. Yeah. And these bring back good memories. I mean, this is stuff going back to my radio days. 
and especially the early radio days, uh, we used to be able to play nope. instrumentals. This one I bet you remember from your country western days, and I love this instrumental. Pete Drake and his talking steel guitar. Yeah, yep, I remember Pete Drake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was some forever classic. I'll tell you, oh. I'll tell you one of my favorite musicians, uh, instrumental musicians, uh, Nashville superstar, and he's also now in the Opry, uh, he's a Hall of Famer, uh, Charlie McCoy. This man, oh yeah, oh he can play the harmonica. Matter of fact, we yeah. used to have again. This is you know forty, fifty years ago now. Uh, we used to be able to have our own theme songs, either start our show and end our show. And I, he had a version of me and Bobby McGee. That was my sign off for the night. Charlie McCoy. That was you know there again. This 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 going back to this article we're referring to. These are great memories. I mean, I wish I, I right. wish I could go back and relive some of that stuff. Um, the good stuff, anyway. <laughs> it was a learning experience. Again, I go back to the instrumentals. My dad, um, got to give him a lot of credit. He he was uh, a country western aficionado, but he also loved big band music. So I, I was hired by one radio station in Maine, and I was told, oh, we're going to be playing uh, easy listening pop music. I said, oh, okay, I can handle that. Then the guy calls me up about 24 hours later and says, oh, by the way, we've changed the format. We're going big band. <laughs> and I went, you know, I can handle that. And matter of fact, I surprised everybody up there because I enjoyed, whether it was the big band music of like Glenn Miller, Benny Goodman, um, you name the artist, uh, any of those classic big bands or the artists that were from that era, uh, the Patty Pages, uh, Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, those 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 are real artists to me, and I had no problem transitioning to that format. But there again, you know, it, it brought back good memories of you know listening to the music with my folks. Um, it, you know, just that's I guess what the whole point of the show today is. I hope people who listen to the music get something out of it, other than just kind of filling a void. I know everybody seems to know their the tune uh, they dance to at their wedding. To be truthful, I can't remember. <laughs> well, I didn't dance at my wedding. Okay. But I can remember the tune. My wife did a great job of compiling a soundtrack. We got married outside in her parents' backyard. Uh, and, uh, and when we went down the aisle, it was to a song called The Girl from Mill Valley. And it was really by Nicky Hopkins, who was a great instrumentalist uh, piano player. And he was part of the, the song was on a Jeff Beck album. Now, you wouldn't think that people would walk down the aisle to a song from a Jeff Beck album, but we did. No, there you go. And it was great. There you go. That's and, uh, yeah, a special but, memory. Yeah. As for dancing, we didn't dance at our wedding with it being outside. The music was all background music and yeah, we had to jump in the car and get going to get to Van Buren because we got married on a Saturday and we had spent Saturday night in the holiday inn at Portsmouth and, <laughs> and jumped in the car. Because we had to start school on Monday, 
and drive to Van Buren, Maine, which was another eight hours away. Wow. Well, you know, it went, and another thing I did was I was a quote unquote mobile disc jockey for a few years and uh, bringing the point of, of uh, anniversaries, weddings, um, you know, special events that th- there's always somebody in the group that wants a special tune that means something to them, you know, and that right. was the big thing. You have to accommodate that because you, and you have to have a, a big library, a deep library, because there's usually something that's off the wall, but you know, 90% of the time we had it. <laughs> I'm trying to think, is there, is there any tune that, that again, um, you, you remember from either your youth or anywhere in between then and now that you haven't heard that you wish you could hear it again? Well, for me, no, because of my record collection. Mm -hmm. So if there's something I want, I search it out and get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I like it on LP and I like it on vinyl. There you go. Uh, I'm not a CD guy. I'm going to give you another song that brings back a memory, though. And this wasn't, I can just, my son was in uh, the mini one-on-ones that Channel 38 used to have mm-hmm. during the uh, the periods, between periods mm-hmm. in ice hockey. And so I had basketball practice, so I couldn't be there and drive him to it. But my wife did. So my wife took he and another boy down to wherever it was being held. And they're driving along and a song called the happy organ came on by Dave baby Cortez. And they started seat dancing. They were bouncing in the seats and, the whole thing and she said it was a riot she said the car was bouncing up and down and it was great so i always associate to this day that song with them driving to mini one-on-one there you go see this is this is exactly what what this uh, article was saying and that you know unfortunately as we grow older and we know time is you know of, of the essence and you, you, you got a lot coming at you. It's hard to filter out certain things, but at times it's nice to just sit there and again, bring back memories of, of certain days, times and places. And a lot of them, I, at least in my case, I tie in with music or in this case of uh, being in the radio business or podcasting now, but in the, in the broadcasting business for years, um, you know, those those are the things that, that mean something to me. I mean, I go back to the country music when I first started. Um, and different business today. I mean, that that's the other thing. Uh, one good thing about the Internet and, and all these different places you can get music, Spotify or Apple Music and all that, that once in a while somebody will mention a tune and I'll say, man, that, I haven't heard that in, in a dog's age. And I'll go punch it in. And sometimes, I'd say about 90% of the time, either Apple or Spotify will have that tune. That that means something to me that, you know, it just, I'll say, wow, you know, that still exists. I've forgotten about it, and then all of a sudden, bang, it, it comes out of the blue. 
do that on our radio show. We'll dig really deep for people. And, you know, people will call or email and request a song. And it's it's funny. We've got a, a listener in Rollinsford who was with us in the New Hampshire days when we were on the Exeter station and then has followed us to uh, to Salisbury. And we're going to be back in on the air in Salisbury in a little bit, mm-hmm. I believe. Excellent. And, uh, but he always, he remembers the very first song that he requested. And he always, and I remember it too, because it was the Cow Sills, and it was the rain, the park, and other things. Good tune. <laughs> and and he'll constantly request that song, and we play it for him. And then we have people, other people, uh, who request movie. We had somebody who, for some reason, the theme from The High and Mighty mm-hmm. with John Wayne, mm-hmm. where he was the airplane pilot. Mm-hmm. He was a retired mailman and lived in Seabrook, and he would request that song without fail, and we would play the movie soundtrack theme to that, and it was by Dimitri Tionkin. Exactly. Because I love the theme to uh, The Magnificent Seven, Mm -hmm. I will play that often on the show. You know, another one I play sometimes, too, I'm a big Doris Day fan. Love Doris Day. And she does the Deadwood stage from Calamity Jane. Calamity Jane. Boy, what a great tune. You know, you, you bring up a good point because there's a lot of, of movie soundtrack or a lot of movies. Let's say there are a lot of movies. Some of the music that's in the movie is memorable. You know, I probably couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example of, uh, Okay, Star Wars, a, a more recent, or, you know, this this generation. I really couldn't remember much about the movies. I mean, yeah, I know Luke Skywalker, and they, you know, have the lightsaber fights and all that jazz with the Darth Vader. But it's the soundtrack of Star Wars that you remember. <laughs> John Williams. Well, you know what? Yeah, and the other thing, the, I'm going to give you another perfect example of what you just said. John Williams doing the theme from Jaws. Yeah. Boom, boom. Oh. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. I hear that, and I can picture the film in my head. Exactly. I mean, it's there. I mean, what a great soundtrack. The movie Psycho. You just think of that movie Psycho. <laughs> yeah, there's another good one. Yeah, no. I mean, that's a memorable movie, but the shower scene, I mean, with, with the way that, that music yeah. just brought it to a, a crescendo, you know? I mean, without oh, yeah. it, it would have been just another slasher movie, you know? No, you're right. I, I agree with you. And, and I was going to say, back to John Williams, I don't know if you caught it, but I recently watched the latest and, I guess, last of the Indiana Jones movies. The movie itself is not memorable. It's fun, but it's nothing special. But the music is John Williams, and, of course, you've got the Indiana Jones theme running through it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, see, these are things that... I think people don't don't think about, but there it goes back to what we're talking about today: M- music and memories, and and it really is cathartic. 
It is uh, medicinal. It really is. It's a prescription for a lot of folks that are going through a lot of issues uh, to help them get through it and, and maybe just come out of it a bit, even even just for a few seconds or a few minutes. And, uh, and you know, I think, and I, I'm, I'm, I know you'll, you'll agree with me, the beauty of older music is that fact that it brings back memories. Right. And I constantly tell the guys that I work with, when we'll play a song and they'll go, oh, geez, I don't care for this song. Let's not play this ever again. And I'll go, I'll tell them. I said, look, it means something to someone or they wouldn't have requested it. Right. And the fact that it brings back a memory to them is what's important. Nothing is more frustrating to me is to be listening to a radio station in particular that plays several songs in a row, and especially when I say oldies but goodies again, classical classics, you know, and I'll say, oh, man, I haven't heard that in ages. And I'm thinking, like, who did that? And they don't tell you. It drives me nuts. <laughs> and, you know, that's one thing we do is even if it's a Beatles song and everybody's heard Hey, hey Jude, but, you know, there might be that one person out there who has never heard it before. Right. And, and so you tell them. Or, an Elvis, you know, Are You Lonesome Tonight by Elvis. It's, you know, mm-hmm. you tell them who it's by. And we do that all the time. Even if we played that song, like, for the past five weeks in a row. Well, you're a retired matter. you're a retired educator, so you're educating people when it comes to the fine arts, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I don't know about that. I I just I enjoy music. I enjoy, as you know, again, you've worked with. We have fun. Yeah, we do on the radio. We do, and that's and important. you know what. Right, and it it seems to come through. I don't know if it's possible for having fun to come through the airwaves, but it it does. We enjoy playing the music that we play, and that's why I, I often wonder, could I have been a DJ playing music that I didn't like? I don't know if I could do that. Uh, you know, having gone through it, <laughs> yeah, I would say, you know, I, 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 I was lucky when I started in the business, we had kind of free reign of what to play. And then when I left the business, retired from the business, whatever, it got to the point where you were told what you were going to play. A computer was generating the playlist. So you really didn't have any say. And if somebody called up and said, Hey, could you play the latest by whoever, name the artist, and you'd have to kind of say, well, I'll try to get it on for you. And basically you were waiting to see if the computer would spit it out at some point. But if it was an oldie, forget it. It was usually those were programmed so far in advance and so few and far between. And I felt bad for the listeners. You're you're one of the last bastions of of goodness out there, brother. We're dinosaurs, Sherm. I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> no, you're not a it. dinosaur. No, you're not. <laughs> You're, you're unique, 
and and you've got a, a niche or a niche or whatever the however you want to phrase it and 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 i wish more radio stations would do that i know most people are into the podcasting now and the internet radio stations and whatever but and that's fine that's cool but i i just hate to see the business and i saw it happening just become limited and 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 homogenized to the point where there was no fun involved in it anymore you are a connoisseur of of uh, just great music and and you know your stuff so that's why i encourage folks uh, to uh, catch the tales and company show we will keep people posted when it's back up and running again well i want to i want to go back to the article one last time i just want to mention that uh, we've been talking about the an article that's in AARP magazine, if you get it, or you see it at the doctor's office, it's got Ringo Starr on it. And if you go to page 44, an article called The Extraordinary World of Music and the Mind by John Colopinto, and a fascinating article on, on how music affects our memories and brings out good memories and is, is uh, uh, cathartic, uh, medicinal, uh, it, it just has so many positive things it can do for us. And one last thing I'll mention, Coach, about the article. It shows a brain scan, and uh, it shows areas stimulated by new, recently heard music and then long-known tunes. One is in blue and one is in red, and those long-known tunes in red cover a lot of that scan, that MRI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I thought we could wrap this up today very interesting topic with something that I read in the Harvard Health Publishing Newsletter. And I think it sums up what we've been talking about today. And this is just a a portion of that article. Listening to and performing music reactivates areas of the brain associated with memory, reasoning, speech, emotion, and reward. Two recent studies, one in the U.S. and the other in Japan, found that music doesn't just help retrieve stored memories, but it also helps us lay down new ones. So there you go. Let's crank up the tunes, create some new memories, and keep the old ones alive too. So on behalf of Bill Taylor, this is Sherm Chester, inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seacoast Forum.